podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Marketers Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Celtic State of Minds. I'm Paul John Dykes and I'm here tonight with Kevin Graham to talk about what could rank as one of the best performances overall under Ange Postacoglu, Kevin. I'm not getting uh, overexcited about this. I just think the manner in which we approached this, the manner in which at halftime we didn't panic. We were talking about trusting the process mm-hmm. and trusted his own process and in that second half we got the breakthrough. At halftime, Kev, we were talking about that moment that we required. It might have been one of these incisive passes and that's exactly what we got from Yota. Let's enjoy that goal for a few moments before we talk about anything else. Us going ahead, one nothing. Uh, the pass was absolutely sublime. The work that he did in his own half leading up to the pass was outrageous. Talk to us about that opening goal. Yota was as key to what Everange Postacoglu wants Celtic to do. Uh, the way that he keeps the ball, the way that he actually brings everybody into play. But the vision for that, that's the first time, I say it at half-time, that was the first time that Friday had, had got uh, undisciplined. They'd mm. left a space behind them. They had moved seven yards up the park where they shouldn't have been. And Yota had the, the, the vision, the skill, the ability to actually play that ball. And Furuhashi realises it as well. He's like, I'm off. That space is there. And if somebody finds me, I, I'm in. And the finish as well. The, the finish was cool, cool yeah. as anything. It was really, 
I'm, I'm watching it going, take it another couple of touches, another couple of touches. No, they, this, that's just side foot in the bottom corner, man. It was like, I noticed Joe Porter says it was sensible soccer. Well, it was probably sensible soccer. But Yota, that, that, you talk about Rogic's ball for Yota on Saturday and that ball tonight. Mm-hmm. Opened them up completely. And that, that was the moment we were waiting on. That it was. was the, that was the moment we were waiting on. And once we got there... It was then right away. The first thing I wrote down after we got there was mentality. I wanted to see us have the mentality to see this game out. Mm-hmm. Miss penalty. I wrote down mentality again. Let's not let the heads go down and let's carry on what we're actually doing. And we've done it. And I do think we've seen a slight... We're inexcitable now. We've got an inexcitable transience about us now where we absolutely control games. Mm. And we've done it against Aberdeen, we've done it against Mullerwell, and now we've done it tonight, where we just seem, let's control this game and we will take our moment when it actually comes. And that's completely different to the Batman football, the 1960s Batman football we were playing at the start of the season, where it was all kapow, smacks in the faces. Like I was wondering where the Batman was going there, but it makes sense now. The the, the full boom, like the big cartoon things. Crash, bang, pow. Crash, bang, pow, where we're going at everything at 100 miles an hour. There now seems to be... I, I don't know what it is. We just seem to exist to keep the ball, wear teams down, and create and hopefully create chances. Whereas before we were creating loads of chances and missing them, and we still miss chances today. Mm. But I wonder if we've seen this is not a revolution. I wonder if we've seen an evolution in what Angie's style actually is. Now he's got a core group of players to actually choose from and a big a big shout out to big uh, Jathamakis when he came on they didn't like him did they they, they, no. they just did not like him one, one little bit big physical and presence up there Kev it, it's work, very very work in progress but mm. that's, a, that's a great result for us where we are that is a good result for us where we are and now my mindset's already gone well say Betis or Leverkusen won the next two one of them gets six points out the next game we go to Hungary and beat Ferris Varos again at six at six points each, setting points, uh, setting places up for grabs again. Eh? So, aye, it's been a good it's been a good afternoon. It has been. I mean, I don't think I'm overreacting, Kev. I think maybe you um, were able to put into words what I'm what I'm actually feeling in terms of there being a game plan, whereas before it was off the cuff, um, it was spontaneous, it was crash bang wallop football. Um, you're absolutely right, and it's far more controlled. I haven't even introduced um, our third contributor this afternoon, in Kevin McCluskey. Kevin, you will uh, realise if you haven't all realised uh, already, is based in Hungary. Uh, he has the inside track on uh, our opponents today. You sent me uh, your thoughts on this game in advance, which basically educated me on Ferenc Varos and where the team were. When you're looking at that performance, obviously you're a Celtic fan. From a Ferenc Varos perspective. Does that come down to a, a really well-managed Celtic performance, Kevin, or were you disappointed in Ferenc Varos this afternoon? Uh, I think there's a bit of both in that, Paul. I think I think the first 45 minutes, Ferenc Varos would have been pretty happy with how that game had gone. I felt they managed it quite well. They stopped us from playing in behind them and gave us a lot of the ball in front of the 18-yard box, but we weren't really able to get in behind all that often, and I felt they were kind of in control of the game to a degree. 
it was going the way that they would have probably planned that first 45 to go. But we made big changes I think, to, to our style in the second half. It kind of took the game a bit more to them. Yota getting involved a lot more was hugely influential in, in the run of the second half. Um, I don't think they had an answer to that. And I think I think they'll be disappointed that they've they've let this chance slip because I think they thought that they could come here and, and take the three points or at least take a point. So I think I think they'll go home disappointed, but they'll they'll have enough or have seen enough, I think, today to give them hope still for the second game in a couple of weeks' time over here. You know, I was looking at that and uh once you say something on a Celtic state of mind, Kev, it's out there uh forever. You sometimes live to regret it. And um, I remember when we started seeing Jota, the type of player he was, the kind of effect he was having on games. Obviously, I was lucky enough to be part of that press conference when he joined the club. I was really impressed. And people were saying, you need to temper your enthusiasm here. You know, you've not really seen him playing. Um, And then when he started coming into a game, Kev, I was uh, talking about, and, and it, you're always going to get yourself, and this is probably a meme already on, on the various uh, sites all around, um, you know, the, the Rangers fan sites, etc. I started talking about Ginola. Now, what I meant when I was talking about Ginola was the similarities in terms of being able to pick the ball up in a defensive area and turn defence into attack, which I felt, I felt David Ginola was a tremendous proponent of. He would get the ball sometimes at his own corner flag, Kev, and he would turn either with a great turn of pace or just with, with his skill, he would turn that into atta- an attack somehow. And I had a wee wry smile on my face when that first, uh, in the 56th minute with the opening goal, because that's exactly what Jota did. I mean, where you look at where he's picked that ball up and the speed in which he's managed to turn this completely around and turn the game on its head. Because I agree with Kevin McCluskey. I think at time, and we spoke about it, Kev, you know, it's nothing each and we're kind of like looking at that situation and saying, how do we break them down? Is it going to come from a long-range effort? Well, you know, 10 minutes before the goal, that's exactly what Callum McGregor tried. He tried the long-range effort. Um, or is it going to come from that moment of magic? And the players that we mentioned are guys like Rogic or Turnbull or Jota. And it, it so happens that it came from the feet of Yota. I was criticised for being far too positive uh, with my words about Yota, but I'm going to repeat them again tonight. I think that in him and also Cameron Carter-Vickers, I think we've got two low knees that are not stop gaps, Kevin Graham. I think that so far from what I've seen, I would be looking at whatever the options are on getting these guys in. I think they're both the real deal and I think that they've bought into Angie's system. And certainly in Jota's case, they've bought into Celtic. You're right there. I'm going to kind of rein in my own horses with the praise of the two of them at the moment. As you say, for two guys that have came in, they've done fantastically well. Big Carter Vickers, he seems to be, it's a big unit to shift about that park. Eh? Like he seems to get about, he, he seems to have a wee, a calm head on him where he's, his partner Starfield, who had another good game today, but in that last five minutes, both of them just seem to switch off, knowing the game was won. Um, I like I like the look of Cameron Vickers as well. I, I do like the look of him. I, some people say he looks slow, but I think he makes up with that when he's reading it again. I think yeah. he know. I think he knows his limitations himself, and his games built round about those limitations. What I like about him as well, I like about both the centre halves is for all this we've got to play the ball from the back, this and that. 
both of them will put their laces through the ball when needed now. Before, I don't think that was actually happening. And I think that's maybe a more understanding of what maybe it's just Poster Coglu getting his message over more and more now. This is what he's were doing at the start of the start of the season was ragged. Now it's controlled because you're now understanding what I actually want. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I say, I'm, I'm beginning to think we were maybe sold a wee pup with the six nothings at the start of the season because it was that just sort of let's chuck a shot and trolley down a flight of stairs and see what happens. Now, now, now we're actually seeing we're going to control games. We controlled the game and bet us, even though we lost four stupid goals. We we, we dominate possession. And it's a, let's trust the process, eh? And with guys like Yota and Carter Vickers as well, who, who's who's created a couple of goals for us as well with, with his long balls. But Yota is, when we're trying to break down defences, Yota is the man that we're using more and more. And I don't think it's any surprise that our upturn in fortune is these two guys playing well, Cameron Vickers and Yota. Yeah, there's a few things happened between goal number one and the second goal that I want to pinpoint and highlight and discuss. I've got to jump a wee bit forward because you mentioned the fact that uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers doesn't mind knocking it uh, over the top a wee bit. So I'm going to fast forward to 74 minutes. And this is the, some would maybe say it's anti-football. I don't think it is. Cameron Carter-Vickers picks the ball up and what he actually does is he aims for the corner flag, right? And we don't actually have anybody um, to aim for, but he aims for the corner flag and he puts it out of play. But what he's done, right, Because it, and it's proven within a few minutes what he's done, he's actually put Ferenc Varos under a lot of pressure because a throw-in is actually very difficult in that area of the pitch because all you need to do is, is nullify every single option available to Ferenc Varos. If they lose the ball then we're in the last third of the pitch, and that's exactly what happened. The, the, the throw-in couldn't find a man. We end up winning possession, and we are back on the offensive. So, Kevin McCluskey, it's not great to watch. It's not as free-flowing as the 6 nothings at home. But you know what? We put them back on the, 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 the back foot when there were no other options available, and we created an option, and we won back possession within seconds. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, is it the percentage football, they call it, is it not? Sometimes you've just got to play it long, play it into the corners. We've seen it so many times, um, trying to play out from the back, and that's been our downfall. It's a silly pass, a slack pass, we give it away. There's too many little triangle passes, we don't actually progress up the field. If you've got the back to the wall every now and again, just you say, get it forward, get it in a corner, turn them, put them, put them in a difficult position. And like you say, with a throw-in, they're not likely to get the yardage back up the field if you're able to close off all their options. Um, then you start your high press again and you're able to win the ball back and, and play the football further up the field. So aye, it's it's something that we haven't done enough, I don't think. We've tried to play football too often at times to a disadvantage. So why not every now and again mix it up, put it long, take us up the field and get us out of trouble? Uh, definitely. I mean, you missed a trick there as well, Kevin, talking about the Batman football, because one of the, the cartoon words would have been wham when we're talking wham. about Yota, but keep that one under your hat. So between goal number one and the second goal, two, I think, pivotal moments happen in the game. Kevin was talking about mentality before. Now, they go up the park two minutes after we've opened the scoring. 
The ball comes in at pace, and it was a carbon copy almost of the, the game against Alkmaar. Kevin Graham, where Tony Ralston somehow gets across the man, and it's an important moment of the game because if Ferenc Varos score an equaliser at that moment, the whole momentum is lost. It's back to the drawing board. But that was so important. And we spoke before the game about Tony Ralston, his importance to the club, where he is in the pecking order, his deficiencies. But I think also you've got to give him credit for that. I mean, that's the second time he's done that in Europe as well, Kev. Um, um, I'll give Tony Ralston all the credit under the sun for the two saving challenges that he's had this season. I'll give Tony Ralston all the credit He's never let us down when we've asked him to do stuff that he's probably uncomfortable doing. And he never let us down today. And either did Montgomery. I think with Montgomery, we got exactly what Ange asked him to actually do. Give me 70 minutes and, and we'll see how it goes. And he, and, and he done that. But Tony Ralston has been fantastic for us. And what you were actually saying, would you be happy as Ralston is back up? I think Ralston's maybe deserved to be back up. But I'm still, we have to do better in that position, but we're talking about the game, we're talking about the here and now. Anthony Ralston hasn't let us down this season, and he kept our mentality going without, without winning, with that challenge to stop that going yeah. out. And then mm-hmm. the way that he got up and he done, he, 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 he could actually see Hart was patting him on the head and all of that as well. They understood how important that challenge is. That is, that is a big moment in the game. That is, mm-hmm. a, that is another moment. If, if you say if that goes in, we can then maybe question how, how's their mentality going to be? It didn't go in. Our mentality grew through that. We saw the game out. We got a second goal later on, which basically killed the tie. I think Postacoglu will be over the moon with that performance tonight. But you know, there's still places we can improve. There is still places we can improve. Unfortunately for Anthony Ralston, he's one of them. Montgomery's another one. But if you're asking me, it's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. On that 90 minutes, both of them were fantastic. Well, again, at halftime, we were talking about Montgomery, the fact that he looked a wee bit jaded, etc., Kevin, but with the caveat of the fact that he's probably not 100% fit. The one thing we spoke about at halftime is get him on the overlap. The first time I've seen him doing it tonight, he wins a penalty kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll come over to yourself, Kevin McCluskey. He wins the penalty kick. It's missed by Callum McGregor. But how on earth could you be angry or annoyed with Callum McGregor when you remove that penalty miss out of the game tonight? He was all over the park. I, I don't think you can be angry with McGregor. Um, I'd like to go back though, to what Kev was saying about the mentality there as well with Ralston. You'll notice in the first half when Kyogo went down under the um, Sammy Mays tackle, 
Yeah. And um, Ralston's the first player in the scene. And he's always the first player in the scene when he's there. And he's the one that, that gets everyone else up for it. He's, he's got that kind of winning mentality and he's, he must be the, the perfect teammate. The thing, if, if the chips are down, Ralston's the one that's there to get boys back up. Uh, whether he is good enough long term to be the right back, probably not. But for now, he's, he's doing the things that we need him to be doing. But yeah, on McGregor, he's kind of the one player that kind of gets a pass on these things because he's so consistent. Um, he's got the mentality. He's missed the penalty, but he picks himself back up. He doesn't let that bother him. And he's, he kind of bosses the rest of the game again. So uh, there's definitely no no hard feelings on him for that one. And he, he obviously gets away with it in the end because we win the game 2 nothing. Might be We might have a different story if we don't win the game. But uh, he's got away with it. And uh, he deserves that one, I think. Yeah, I think we can forgive him. Now, that's a great point, actually, on the, the point of Alston. Uh, because, you know, when Turnbull messed up against Leverkusen, the first player over to him to pull him up to his feet is Tony Ralston. And like you say, you know, sometimes when you need that that backup, he's not the guy standing holding the jackets. He's writing about him. Yeah, he took a booking. But, you know, he was writing about the guy. So uh, fair play to Tony Ralston. The other thing I want to mention because... Uh, sorry, thing, Kev. So, sorry, Paul. I'll just jump in there about Ralston. I, I can... If he could play in a number of positions, you can see him staying at the club as a sort of, I know James Milner's 34, but James Milner appears at right back for Liverpool, right hand side of midfield for Liverpool, when they need to actually swap things up because he's got that leadership as well. And Ralston, maybe, what will maybe save Ralston from like extending his Celtic career is what Kevin's pointed out, what you've pointed out, those last ditch tackles and the fact that he's got a better leadership about him. Poster Coglu might look at him and go, in certain games and domestically, I can use you and mm-hmm. be and you, and I can trust you. And if you're sitting looking at a bean counter point of view, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't be he wouldn't be too expensive to keep on as a backup. As a you know the big player. thing? What he has done, Kev, I remember mentioning him. He came in out of the cold, remember, for the, the post-Dubai game where we barely had a first team. I think it was Livingston he played. And after the game, because obviously we cover all the games, I said he's probably the best player on the park. Mm-hmm. And there was a deluge of criticism. You know, how dare you praise Tony Ralston almost? But one, one thing that he has done is he's turned a lot of people's opinions around. We now know that there is a player there, whether or not, He's the lovely player that we need. That's that's up for debate. Um, but when you look at the fact that over a five-year period, and he had played 30 games under five different managers when Postacoglu comes in, the mental fortitude required to actually be a professional and continue to do what you were asked to do whenever you were required, just to be thrown back on the scrap heap. I, I praise Tony Ralston tonight. I just think, well done. Well done for, you know, your professionalism. And, you know, he's had a decent game tonight. And we've seen a few decent games from him this season. And long may that continue whilst he's in the right-back position. We score the second goal. But before we do that, uh, we bring on, in 70 minutes, Yakamakis. And he gives us something completely different. And I've actually put it here, Kevin, you called it substitution. Uh, Yakamakis for a bad and putting Kilgo out out wide, right? That's exactly what you said should happen at halftime, and that's what happened. What does he give you that's different than what we had up there? Because Kyogre gives you something completely different, but Yakamakis comes in, he's got a physical presence, he puts himself about, he's not scared to come back 
deep to win the ball. And as you said, Ferenc Varos were uncomfortable playing against them. He allowed us he, he allows us to hold hold the ball up when we want to try and get out. And as you say, he's got a it's a different it's a different proposition to Kyogo through the middle because he wants to come short, he wants to hold the ball up. You saw it in the box when the cross came over in the chest that the defender couldn't get round him because he's just a big physical presence. And, and it's something that we haven't got. And I think when we signed them, people are going, well, where is he going to sign? Where is he going to play? And I think today you saw exactly what he's going to bring to the Celtic team. Uh, you'll see him coming on in games when Kyogo's not working through the middle and he'll give you that different option. Mm-hmm. You might you might also see him on Saturday against St. Johnson getting a start if Kyogo needs a, a, a bit of a rest or they can maybe move Kyogo out wide because St. Johnson are going to come in and sit deep. And he, and he maybe allows that ball, that that focused ball into, that focused ball into the box. Eh? I, I noticed some of the comments saying he looks like Big Van Hoydonk and he's sort of running style and a big sort of... I, I haven't seen that. Hopefully he scores free kicks and goals like Van Hoydonk. I'm going to absolutely love that. Eh? But what I was really impressed with the night was Ferenc Varos couldn't handle him when he came on. They, they just couldn't. It was a different option for Celtic mm. to actually continue the, their constant pressure that they had, and he did impress like a lot of like a lot of the players tonight. He did impress. So I want to see more of him. I want to see him against a Scottish defence. That uh, I want to see him score goals. He's a Celtic striker. Your currency is goals, but he's made a decent start tonight. He has made a decent start tonight. It takes it leads us on to the question. I mean, it was a double substitution on seventy minutes. We know that uh, when Scales comes on, it, it's through necessity because Monty at that point is absolutely knackered, um, and he started losing the ball. You know, seventy five minutes in, and he's done his job, hasn't he? He's won a he's won a penalty as well. But you look at the substitution. Yakimakis comes off for Abada, Beaton comes off for Rodic. So both substitutions. It's not like for like, which was a massive criticism under Neil Lennon, wasn't it, Kevin McCluskey? I mean, you kind of, you could call just about every substitution and the minute it was going to happen. And it was always like for like. Now, it's not working, but we'll just continue with a different body in the same position. I was quite impressed with the changes that were made tonight by Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, I think he's, um, he's, he's, he's improving with these substitutions, I think you'd say. And it was maybe a bit of... Um, you know, that, that Lennon thing of having anyone else on the bench, and that's why at times Posta Cogley's changes were to be like for like to begin with, or he just wasn't making a change because he didn't have the player, the personnel to come on. But I think we've seen in the last few games that like Kev alluded to at the start, it's not the revolution anymore, it's an evolution. And uh, he's, he's, he's brought a beat on for the game against Aberdeen. We need that bit of physicality in the midfield for that game. He's seen it tonight that we need someone else in the midfield to help shore it up. Beaton's the man to come in. He's more reliable in these games than Soro. That's a strange thing to say that Beaton's a reliable one, but he is in this case, I think. And um, again, with Dickamakis, he's seen that we need a different option up front. A bad is not working. There's no point in doing a like-for-like like change there because they kind of sussed out what we're doing down the right-hand side. So change it up, give them another threat, another option to think about. And yeah, his, his substitutions today were really good. I think they were spot on. And yeah, fair, fair play to him. Yeah, I think a point as well to make on the, the level of play that we were able to bring on tonight. 
We've not had that pretty much all season. The, the game-changing sub. And Ferris Varos aren't used to that either in the domestic league here. They're streets ahead of everyone else. And it is the case that if a, a team makes a substitution here, it's, it's a like-for-like, but the quality goes down. There's no one really comes on to influence the game and change game. Mm-hmm. So they're not used to that to, to that level either. Actually, the sub coming on being good enough to start the game and good enough to have that kind of impact, you can you can change it and really influence the match. Well, I think the proof was in the pudding tonight. So we make the changes in 70 minutes, 10 minutes later, we wrap the game up. And in actual fact, we probably should, should have scored another two. Uh, there were two chances we should have scored. I've got noted here, David Turnbull and Yota. What I've also got noted um, is, and I do this for every single game, heart and mouth, because every so often in a game, there is a heart and mouth moment. It wasn't caused by Joe Hart. He saved Starfelt's blushes. But, you know, people are going to say, well, you know, don't moan. It's a great win. And it is a great win. But we said at the beginning of the game, Kevin Graham, how many times do we have to have the heart in the mouth? You know, thankfully, Joe Hart saved his blushes. And I thought up to that point, like you said earlier on, Starfelt was composed. Um, He's building a really kind of um, confident partnership with Cameron Carter-Vickers. But just that one moment, and we need to... We really need to eradicate that from our play, Kev, because if you're one nothing up at that time of the game and we lose that goal, we are sitting here cursing Starfield. Thankfully, Joe Hart got him out of jail tonight. And definitely, it's something that both of them have got to... It's, a con- it's definitely a concentration thing with both of them, especially Starfield. He seems to have one F.A. Ambrose mistaken him every single game that he, that, that he plays. And it's something, it's all just down to concentration. It's not down to ability, it's just, he sometimes just seems to get lost as if to go, what am I meant to do here? And and we have, we have to, we do have to actually get, get rid of that. But overall, their defending has, has improved. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we've got to focus on that as well. I'm sure Posta Coglu is telling them, by the way, you need to concentrate for 90 minutes. The camera panned to him on the touchline with about two minutes to go, and you could see that he wasn't happy with the drop-off and intensity with the team. You could see him, he was still telling the team to keep on going, keep on going. I mean, I mean so it's... They, they are our partnership now. They will be our partnership until the Christopher, Christopher Julian's uh, question gets answered. Is he going to come back the exact same player? Mm. At the moment, they two are, they two have built up a decent partnership. It's only going to get better. That will benefit for, benefit from the night, as Kevin says. Friday fancied their chances coming to Celtic Park. They're going to go away disappointed. We got a clean sheet against them. For me, we dominated the game against them, and I think that will give the team massive confidence uh, going forward, especially the back two. Yeah, I mean that's two clean sheets in a row. Um, it's as satisfied as I've been with a victory under Ange Postecoglou. I think at the top of the show, I say that's our best performance. It's maybe not our best performance, but that's certainly as satisfied as I've been since Ange Postecoglou has come in. Joe Porter, I'm never going to overlook an opportunity for a 1990s Commodore Amiga reference. So that pass from Yota certainly was straight out of sensible soccer. And Autumn Glow, can someone make a gif of Andy's reaction to the second goal? I hope they do, because uh, that kind of technicality is beyond me. But um, I would uh, certainly use that. And I think that also what we need to look at is the performance of two men who are definitely uh, kind of game changers and match winners, um, who tonight 
maybe didn't play um, in their usual style, but David Turnbull scores an all-important second goal and Kyogo scores the first, even though he was a wee bit quieter than we would expect, but it shows just how important they are, Kevin, uh, Graham, that you know these guys maybe don't play to their absolute optimum tonight, yet they're game-changers. Definitely, and it's sometimes fans get frustrated of why these players get left on the pitch, and there's a reason, and Kyogo and especially Turnbull get left on the pitch because he can he can appear in the box like that. Now, we can laugh at his mishap now, since it ended up in the back of the net, but at the time I was fuming when he swung his leg at it, I'm going, what's that? This is a chance to put the game to bed, and Yakamakis behind him as well, his face was going, what's going on here, eh? Lucky enough, it went in the back of the net. He had another decent chance straight after it as well. So this is why Turnbull stays on, and that's why Roger goes on, goes off. I says in the pre-game as well, and Postacoglu understands that Turnbull and Rogers can add so much to that Celtic team, but their physicality is a problem. That that that. Their physical fitness is a problem, and he wants to start rotating them. But I thought it was pro- proven tonight that he made the, the the correct decision, leaving Turnbull on. Even though Turnbull maybe didn't have once again his most spectacular game in a Celtic jersey, he's turned up with. I'm I'm giving him the goal. He turned up with a goal, got as a second goal, big moment again, three points in the Europa League. Hey, we can't ask anything else, man. We cannot. We cannot. And uh, the final comment comes in from AJ SC Technology Videos, who's pointing out that, uh, you know, it probably was some fatigues setting in in the last five minutes, but all the hard work had been done by then, so we can forgive that we mistake near the end. And, you know, I've got to thank everybody for tuning in today, uh, over 1,200 live, which is a phenomenal response from the Axom audience. Thank you so much for that. And uh, as you know, uh, we're going to have to up- update the background to this particular um, screen because we have another few awards in there. So we will get that updated. Thank you so much for putting us in a position to go down to London and collect those awards, every single one of you. You've been tuning in on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, LinkedIn and Twitter. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. You will be in a free prize draw for a signed and framed at Bobby Lennox print. All that's left for me to say tonight is thank you to the two Kevins, uh, McCluskey and Graham. And thank you all for tuning in to a Celtic state of mind. What's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything. But losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. 
It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.